This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, everyone, and again, welcome out to any new listeners that decided to pick up this uh, podcast this week. I am Chris. And I'm Katie. We are obviously the beard. And the babe. Sorry, you know, we had to unexpectedly uh, miss recording last week. It's been a bit hectic around here with everything going on kid-wise. Yeah. It's hard to do everything you want to do as a parent, especially pursue other options outside of work. And taking care of the kids when the kids <laughs> It's also are hard home. to find re- recording time in between any time the kids are awake and or asleep when they're all on different sleep schedules for the most part sometimes. Yeah, no kidding. That's 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 definitely the truth here. Um but we're gonna we're we are gonna talk about Atlanta briefly since, you know, they did race at Atlanta, even though it was a shortened race due to the weather. Um, and we're going to talk on New Hampshire a little bit, since New Hampshire was obviously, you know, yesterday. Again, due to the rain <laughs> and weather, gotta love being an NASCAR fan sometimes. Um, but then I think we're gonna we're gonna venture into some defending national champion Georgia Bulldog talk. I kind of want to go over the schedule, um, talk about it a little bit. You probably won't have much info on that because I'm throwing that one on you a little bit here. Honestly, I'm going to be very honest with everyone who's listening today. I am not very prepared for this um, this recording today. I just, my mind's not been in the right place. I want to be honest. I didn't pay much attention to Atlanta or New Hampshire. So we're just going to let Chris handle all of the uh, NASCAR, talk. NASCAR talk today for sure. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that. And, um, but we're not going to stop there. Of course, we are parents first, like we've said. Um, and school is about to start back in a few weeks, thank goodness. I'm sure most parents out there are very happy about that, just like we are. We love our kids, but we love being able to send them to school for eight hours and get a little bit of a break and let someone else enjoy our beautiful, beautiful children and their blossoming personalities that they have. Um, but we're going to talk about that and have a friendly debate about back-to-school stuff. And um, mm-hmm. then, of course, we're going we're gonna to dip into your segment a little bit and and uh, talk from there. So why don't we get started? All right, go for it. All right. So we had Atlanta um, two weekends ago now. Mm-hmm. Atlanta was pretty good for me. I, I'm a longtime fan. You guys know this. So I enjoyed it. Um, I think the threat of weather shortened the race, obviously. Um, but it also hyped up the intensity of the race. Well, I'm going to put it this way. If you are looking to have something in the middle of summer... In Georgia, don't schedule it at nighttime because we always get thunderstorms. Yeah. Four out of seven nights we have a thunderstorm. Yeah, I think that's just in a, it's unavoidable right now. They all, I mean, most of our races. I mean, of course you say that just if you, if you have a drought, then just call NASCAR and have them schedule a race near you. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's been going lately. We've had three, pretty much three races in a row affected by rain you had the street course and then atlanta and you know the new hampshire was delayed so the weather's definitely been playing a factor in nascar lately um, i thought the intensity was good at atlanta though i want to um 
yeah. say that. I thought overall it was a really good race. I know you didn't pay much attention to it again because we, we're dealing with sleep regression. Little. I'm pretty sure I was asleep. Piece of info, that piece of info on there. That well, yeah, we're we're dealing with sleep regression now with our newest addition. Mm-hmm. He's he's giving us some trouble. So she was probably asleep for most of Atlanta, unfortunately. But um, I did enjoy overall the product. I thought Atlanta was. I I think what they've done. I was very hesitant to agree with it mm-hmm. because I didn't like them going to the high banks. I wouldn't say restrictor plate. I would say drafting style of race, but they put uh, asphalt on the track mm-hmm. and it's wearing really quickly and it's causing it to be slick. And those guys are having a lot of trouble with it, so it's yeah. gonna be fun to watch. I think they're. I think it's a good good spot to have two races a year if mm-hmm. anybody's going to have two races because that is an exciting type of racing um so that that's that um new hampshire though that's probably uh, i think as denny hamlin says it or anybody really in nascar says it when martin truex wins it's probably the most boring three hours of my life watching a race because that man dominates he doesn't just come on late and win a race I mean, when he's got a good car, he's got a good car. What more can he do with it? Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can understand that. I swear, it's unreal. I understand. I can't believe, though, that was his first win at his home track in the Cup Series. Um, he's never won at New Hampshire in the Cup Series, so that was pretty cool for him being wow. his home track. Um, I like the racing. I like the slickness, again, that the tires that Goodyear brought gave these guys run on. Um, I thought it was really interesting to uh-huh. watch them race. I, I think it was still very aero-dependent. Mm-hmm. Clean air wins all, unless you're Martin Truex Jr., <laughs> because he just had a phenomenal car and could drive anywhere he wanted to, which is very rare in this sport. Um, I noticed you said something about that during the, uh, during his battle with somebody. I mean, not necessarily battle, but he was yeah, he, racing with somebody there up at the front. And you're like, he's taking a high line. Yeah, he you have to do what you can to find clean air up front, it seems like, on these short tracks right now. Until they get a better deal, work on this package. I do feel like that Sunday's race was really good. It was competitive for the most part, but you could still see that people were struggling. Um, a lot of the competitors from early on in the race got mired in the back due to pit stops or penalties, and it, they had trouble getting back up to the front. But a lot of people didn't. I think it all just depended on how you had your car set up because we've seen Christopher Bell drive through the field multiple multiple times due to his pit crew screwing him a couple times. Mm-hmm. We've seen, um, who else? Martin Truex drove from, I think, the lowest he fell. was like third, though, once or twice. Um, I could be wrong on that. But he was still able to drive through and pass people. There was a lot of passing, but I think again you can't blame that all on the setup as or the arrow package so much. Right. Not setup, I should say. But the there's arrow. a lot that goes into it, like you said. I mean, I'm sure it had a lot to do with the way that the asphalt's wearing on the track and things like that. So. It could be anything. I think they were Dell Juniors touched on it too. They were trying to get up into the old asphalt on New Hampshire. There's some old sealer up there that was on that surface, and if you get it hot, it gets tacky. Mm. So grip is, you know, obviously going to come from that. I still enjoyed it, though. It was yeah. a good race overall. I think NASCAR better watch out and not let Martin Truex get on a roll because he's he's scary. Um, but him and William Byron have easily, as of late, been the best mm-hmm. that I've seen on the track. I think you still got a few weeks to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of storylines that are coming, but 
I definitely feel like right now, if I have to give you two favorites to watch for the championship four, I'm going with Martin Truex and William William Byron because they've been freaking phenomenal. And Kyle Larson. you got to put Kyle Larson well, yeah, there. Yeah, you can't forget Larson anytime. I think he's a factor to win at any track. Mm-hmm. He was up up front most of the race yeah, on, he fought on Monday. what I saw. So. Yeah, he battled a poor handling car like a lot of the guys did. Um, so... It rained, washed a lot of the rubber off the track. Now, something I did see that uh, you haven't brought up yet. What happened to Kyle Busch? Because didn't you say that he did wind up going into um, the, the garage? garage? Yeah, he went to the garage. Um, he got into the wall. Just said he was pushing it too hard. Mm. He, in his interview, he pushed it too hard, and the grip wasn't there yet. He was too early. Yep. Gotcha. He was trying to try a new line and push just a little harder, which is what they do in this sport. And, right. You know, you're trying to find the speed is what he was trying to do in his I car. I think that was the only one that I saw that really... Yeah, just didn't have the handle. And Corey LaJoy hit the wall like that, too. Um, just trying to do the same thing. They but again, pushing I didn't too hard. Yeah, it was still, though, New Hampshire and Atlanta. Two good races, I feel like, the mm-hmm. last two weeks. Um, I've really enjoyed them. I'm hoping maybe you'll get back into them. We're going to Pocono this week, so that's kind of a historically boring race in my opinion so you probably won't get into it this week probably we'll, we'll not. shoot for the next one and i think we're going to a road course or something i need to look at the schedule i live in the now i don't live in a couple weeks <laughs> um so we'll have to look i'm gonna look at the schedule but pocono should be fun it's a uh, typically what you can expect for this has been fuel mileage ever mm-hmm. since i can basically remember watching races at pocono you're gonna see a lot of pit strategy a lot of two-tire stops and gas mileage. Yeah, the tricky triangle. That is the tricky triangle. See, and yep. I know the curves on the tricky triangle. Are yeah, each fish. curve is actually different. I don't have the specifics right now, but we're going to be doing another episode later this week. We're going to talk a little more about Pocono um, because okay. I actually want to touch on Pocono with you a little more. Um, plus, we got to make up. We can't leave our listeners hanging. I know. You know, they, they expect sorry, weekly guys. episodes from us. Come on now, darling. We gotta we gotta get our stuff together here. I'm slacking, hun. Well, you know, I understand. It's hard, but I think NASCAR is doing good headed forward, um, product wise. Yeah. Um, we'll see if everything continues, and who knows? They're supposed to be doing a tire test at Richmond here in a few weeks to hopefully um, improve on the short track package, which is what a lot of people want. Right. So I think. There's a lot coming up. We're going to have a lot to talk about NASCAR. You better get your stuff together, ma'am. All right. You know. I'm doing my research, I guess. Yeah, got to. But I think I think we've talked a little bit enough about stock car racing. Get me into what I know. Get you into some Bulldogs. Get me in, into some Georgia Bulldog football territory here. Yeah, well, let's talk about them Bulldogs. We're back-to-back national champions. Um, I cannot wait for football season to get here. If you want to hear me get hyped up about a sport, you will hear me get hyped up about college football every year. Yeah, I Love think it. I think college football, it's going to be an interesting year for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost our leader in Stetson Bennett. Yep. Um, but I'm confident in Carson Beck. He's been sitting behind Bennett for, you know, two, three years now. He's lot, been watching. He's been learning a lot. Well, that's what I was going to say. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter that a lot of experts say that he could have almost like a Joe Burrow-ish top season at LSU when LSU mm-hmm. had a tear. And then Joe Burrow won the Heisman and went on to be the first overall pick in the draft. Right. There's a, this kid has a lot of potential, Carson Beck does. And we got receivers out of the transfer portal this year that are good. 
Let's not put a whole lot on him right now. I know oh, we're hoping yeah. for a, a, a third natty, but... Well, yeah, I think that's always the hope. It is his first year starting quarterback. Yeah. Give him some slack. Absolutely. First couple of games, maybe. My, well, I and mean... Then, I don't know. I don't really need to get you get your stuff together now, honey. I think he, you know, he's if he the first couple games. So we start out at home at Sanford. We play with against UT Martin. Right. UT Martin, they're not up to the level that Georgia is. Not that they're a bad school, but they're not a Georgia. They're not an SEC team, even at that. They're, this is his chance to get it right. He's going to get his feet wet as a starting quarterback. He'll probably have a good game. Well, I hope he has a good game. I mean, it doesn't always mean he's going to have a good Knock game. Knock on wood, my guy. Um, but then the next game, he, he has a pretty good stretch. So his first four games are at home. Right. He plays at um, home against UT, Martin. Then we got Ball State the next week. And then South Carolina will be coming in. That'll be a, probably his first real test. I don't want to say that Ball State couldn't give him a test. But if they go in on their high horses, Ball State could give them a test. Yeah. Um, I think South Carolina's the big, the first big one that they're going to run into. South Carolina can't be overlooked. Mm -mm. They've got Spencer Rattler. He's their quarterback. He's coming back, and apparently he's put on a bunch of muscle and he's showing some skill. Um, we'll be. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. We'll talk more about that as college football goes on, obviously, though. But then he goes. Um, he's again still at home the next week after he plays South Carolina. And then he'll go and um, plays against the UAB Blazers right. um, and Sanford. And then what we're doing, the first real test, I feel like maybe if it's not South Carolina comes, um, depending on how Auburn looks, because we're going into Jordan-Hare Stadium. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be playing at home. Those fans are going to be crazy to be playing a top, you know, five or ten team. If we're still top five, top ten at that point, yes. anything can happen at anything the college football. Anything can happen. Um, I think it's a hostile environment as people in the college football world like to say, I think we're a better team than Auburn. So I think we can get that W there. So that's – I think we're starting off the year 5-0. and I'll be honest with you. I don't pay attention to the recruiting and things, so I might not know very many names or anything. So I'm not going to get into whether or not I think that we are a better team or not, but I think that they better show up and show out this year. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I think they're – easily I think we start off – I think we start off 5-0. We're going to beat UT Martin. I think we're going to beat Ball State, inevitably. I think we beat South Carolina. Could it be close? Yes. But I think we come out, squeeze out the victory there. Um, I think we handle UAB. And then I think, ultimately, again, could it be a close? But I think we can handle Auburn. I don't think, again, when it comes down to it, they've got the team like us. Mm -hmm. Kentucky um, is the next game after Auburn. They're the first-ranked opponents that we play. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Kentucky gave us a hard game last year, but... Kentucky did give us a hard game last year. I remember that game. That yeah. game was rough. Yeah, Kentucky, I think ultimately Kentucky's going to come out ready to play again, but it is in Athens. I'm going to give, you know, the edge to the Bulldogs due to the home field. Plus, again, I'm kind of going to touch on it with like I did with South Carolina and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately we've got more depth at certain positions that matter right. than those teams. So when it comes down to the grinding time in the fourth quarter, if it's a close game, we're going to have a lot more fresh players than they probably are. Well, let's hope Kirby's on their ass this year. I think he will be. Okay. I think we honestly, and then after Kentucky, we go Vanderbilt, but we're playing it at Vanderbilt. Now, listen, we've, we've lost games to Vanderbilt before, so I'm not going to say that we can't um, because then I would just be eating my words on October 14th, <laughs> but I think we're, we're going to handle Vanderbilt. 
Um, and then we go into the bye week, pretty much un- we go into the bye week undefeated at 7-0. and Right. Now we come out of the bye week, and we're in Jacksonville. We're playing the Gators. It's rivalry game, so, we'll, you know, the world's largest tailgate. Again, though, I hate to say it for you Gator fans, much like you Wildcat and Gamecock fans and or Tigers. Or the Vol fans out there. Well, we're going to talk about them. Give me just a second. This is going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun discussion this college football season. Oh, no. But um, we play Florida. I think ultimately we're going to beat Florida. I don't think, again, like I said, with the other SEC opponents, they don't have the depth right now, I don't believe. Right, I, I hear you. At this you. point in the off season, I, I, hear you. I don't believe Florida has got the depth. We're going to beat them. I think, you know, then after that we beat Missouri. This is, again, all mm-hmm. speculative. We're still in the summer. I haven't seen any of these teams play. I don't know what any of these teams look like, Rock. you know, progress-wise. But I think we beat easily. We're running into our first real challenge for us in our defense. Mm-hmm. Probably we're going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine victories. We're going to be nine and zero. Oh, um, walking into a home game on November the 11th against the Ole Miss Rebels. The Ole Miss Rebels are ranked 22 right now. They're the second ranked team we're going to play this year um, after Kentucky. That's going to be an interesting game. Um, Lane Kiffin is a good coach. I think he has a good offensive scheme. So that'll be a fun one. We're obviously going to talk more Georgia football as the season goes on. Um, and we'll have all that. But then, babe, as much as you're going to hate to hear this, this is where it might, might get a little dicey for us Bulldogs. Saturday, November the 18th. We're Tell me at, how they're doing in the off season. Well, I don't know. I don't keep up with Tennessee much right now. I know. Well, there's a lot going on. Um, you remember Big Big O, Darnell Washington? Uh-huh. Reports came out because Tennessee had to um, pretty much surrender their wins from the 19 and 20 seasons because of recruiting violations. Well, some rec- yeah. some reports have come out that Tennessee actually paid Darnell Washington. And he still chose to come to Georgia. <laughs> come on now. I mean, that that was them, though. They had a good year last year. Do I think they're on the turnaround? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they always say it's their year, uh, but let's well, not get our hopes up, Tennessee. Well, come on. Well, let's put it to you this way. They could easily – we could be walking into Neyland Stadium on November the 18th in Knoxville, Tennessee, facing an undefeated Tennessee. And that's a scary thought for it me. It is a scary thought. I mean, because they, anytime we go into defeat, to face an undefeated Tennessee, it's yeah. hard. I mean, you don't want to lose that game. No. Now, and there's a lot of things, obviously, that can happen between. Now and then. But, now and then. We're just between the start of the game and the end of the game. In the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, we've seen Lord Hail Marys knows I've and, seen so many Hail Marys, I can't even count them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've got trauma. I'm having trauma flashbacks from that. Gosh, so. that, was a, that was a rough game. Anyway, um, that's going to be, that's going to be the first, I feel like, true test we have. Mm-hmm. They tested um, most of the teams last year. Now, who knows? We could go in again and stomp the shit out of them like we did last year. And they were good last year. Yeah, they had I mean, their I'm not good. Last year. I'm not telling them that they were good them. last yeah. year. They were phenomenal last year. They were they were they not undefeated up until we beat them. Yeah, they beat they Alabama for the first time. Yeah, they were yeah. they were undefeated up until it was the a good Georgia game. Tennessee game, and yeah. they, we, we were actually like shit out of them. Yeah, we were actually like one in 
three in the college football playoff rankings when that game started. Because yeah, so there you go. They they put Tennessee ahead of us. I will say though, I did enjoy watching Tennessee beat Alabama. Yeah, that was that was a good game. Ooh, ugh, ugh. Those are two teams I, I prefer not. To pull I for. agree with you, but if, if I had to pull for one, it's going to be the orange rather than the maroon. Ugh, I don't know about that. Maroon's that just gives me chills. Maroon saying that. Maroon's I closer to red <laughs> than it is. Than orange, in my opinion. Still. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. But I I prefer let it end in a tie. Maybe the next time they play each other, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> it can't end in a it tie. It can end in a tie. That. It can end in a tie. Games end in ties all the time. Somebody's got to win. Nope, nope, don't have to. But I think that's the big question. Let's get back to the schedule. I think Tennessee is really what's going to test us, depending on how Tennessee looks. Now, Tennessee yeah. could come out week one, week two, week three, week four, and just look like absolute dog shit again. But if they come out as like the Tennessee they were last year, I think that could be a scary game for it us could. as Georgia fans. I'm going to give us the win, though. I think we're going to walk into Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, the home of a Georgia Tech Listen, I, I haven't had a haven't had an inkling of a thought that yeah. Georgia Tech is going to beat Georgia in the last what seven years? Yeah, it's it's been a few years since Georgia Tech's been relevant. Now, my best friend is a Georgia Tech fan, yeah, and happens. she only watches football like once a year, and it is on the Georgia Georgia Tech game, and that's when we fuse. <laughs> Well, I think either way, we're gonna we're gonna walk. Depending on how Tennessee looks, there's a lot of still a lot of things to be seen. Um, again, this is early. This well, there's is, a lot of things to be seen with any team. I mean, yeah, I think that's just a given. I think I'm not putting any bets on anything. I want to just see how the season goes. Yeah, I think if I am gonna if I am just gonna go for prediction's sake and conversation's sake, I'm gonna say we're gonna finish the regular season undefeated. Um, I think we're going to win out all our games. Are they going to be close? Yeah. Could we easily lose one? It's a possibility. I, yeah. I mean, could we lose two? I don't see that really happening, but you never freaking Anything know. Anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. You really never know with college Do we want to say that we would think that we could lose two? <laughs> no. No, yeah. we don't because we're diehard Georgia fans. But anything is possible. We know that as sports fans in general. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, anything realistically is possible. Um, we've we've witnessed. Well, I have anyway. As a Georgia sports fan, witnessed a few remarkable beatings in my lifetime. <laughs> unfortunately, let's not even get started on those. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to talk about that right now this <laughs> week. Um, anyway, I again, though, I think the Bulldogs are going to have a strong season. I mm-hmm. think. I don't, we'll see. I think they're going to have a strong season, though. Um, it depends. I, I'm interested to see. College football is always my favorite time of the year, besides NASCAR. I'm just ready for it to start. It's coming soon enough, sweetheart. Soon enough, we'll be waking up on Saturday morning watching college game day and college football all day. Woo! So I'm ready. I can't wait for it. Um, but that's enough about sports. I think for this week, we're gonna we're gonna move on now to a little bit um, more fun here after this short break because we've got a. Um, Ad read for one of our good belly up sports sponsors in Canada Dips, but we'll be right back after that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
shout out to one of our belly up sponsors, Canadips. Are you looking for a nicotine and tobacco free modern dip alternative? Head on, head on over to the hemp based website of canadips.com. With our code of BELLYUP20, you will get 20% off your purchase. They have all kinds of flavors and things to choose from. All right, and we're back. So, like I said in our intro, we talk, we're parents first, obviously, um, before we're anything else. And I think a lot of parents can understand that fact, that statement when you say you're a parent before mm -hmm. you're anything else. But I want to have a little fun before we get into the serious situation, because... I think anybody that knows me knows what my answer to this question is. Um, but I want to ask you, what now versus, so when you were a kid, going back to school, everybody had their now, one thing. No, wait, 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 let me finish. I didn't get the no, question okay, out. Okay. Come on now. The most important back to school purchase as a kid versus what you deem the most important now as a parent. What was your most important back-to-school purchase? What is one thing that you had to have going into a new school year as you got older into the, you know, through the years? Mm. What was one thing that stayed the same that just made you feel good knowing it was brand new going into a new school year? That's hard for me. Really, because, like, I, did, I never really, I don't know. Never really had one thing that you just had that was a deal breaker. If you didn't have like that one thing, you just felt like school, the first day of school was, wasn't going to be as fun. No. Really? Yeah, not that I can think of. Okay, well, let me ask you. Let's go to the other side of it. Now you have two kids in school. Yes, they're relatively young. That's fine. So the most important thing they take to school now is their backpack and the folder the teachers send home. Um, but. What, you know, now is, would you say as an adult and someone who's graduated through high school, has kids of her own, you know, has been in the workforce, what do you think would be the most important thing now a kid should have going back to school? Would it be, you know, a good backpack? Always have a good backpack. Good don't cancels. go for the don't go for the shoulder bag. Don't don't go for the over I mean, don't go for the satchel bag. Just go for a regular backpack. Your books are gonna be heavy. You're just, gonna have heavy stuff. Okay. So you're going you're going just traditional backpack. Do, do, double strap. Double strapped. I don't care if you wear it down below your butt. I got you. As long as you have that support because Them books gonna get heavy, you say it. Okay, I can I can hear you. I a can good hear backpack's you. like a good bra. You gotta have a good support system. You gotta have a good support system in school. Yeah. It's all about those shoulders and the back, okay? Yeah, I was a I wasn't a social butterfly in school, so I'm kinda the same way as you, but I will say as a kid, the most the the most important thing to me as a kid because I didn't realize anything yet, I loved having a new pair of shoes. I still love getting new shoes. Obviously, it's a problem. And like I said before we started this conversation, everybody knows the answer to my question. Chris is going to say shoes as a kid. Yeah, you do have a shoe problem. That's for sure. I love, I love a good pair of shoes. I can't help it. So sue me. Anyway, um, now I'm a dad, though. I'm a parent. And I've been through school, been in the workforce, stuff like that. I would have to say, now I think it depends. Now, if we're going elementary school. Now, see, that was the question I was going to ask you okay. earlier. Okay, so you want to break it down into 
school ages? Yes. I can answer my favorite thing that I had to have within elementary and middle school. So in elementary, it was always a cool pencil box. You had to have the coolest pencil box in the room. Because you always had all the colored pencils and you have the crayons and you have all your lead pencils and all your pens. What are you supposed to do with all your stuff? Wait a minute. I'll take it a step further and say you had to have the coolest lunchbox, not lunchbox, the coolest pencil box, but also if you could match your backpack to your pencil box, you were rolling in the dough. And then if you pulled out that 64 count Crayola with the sharpener on the Oh, back, it had to have the sharpener. You were real rolling in dough in elementary school in our days. I don't know what elementary school is like now. I assume, I hope it's the same way. Um, but, you know, I doubt it. Cause... Now, I remember in middle school, I had to have a good MP3 player. Good MP3 player. Music was big for me. I started out. I needed out. my music, yeah. especially since I rode the morning and the afternoon bus. I had to have the music because the kids on buses are just way too loud for me. Yeah, it's tough for some of us neurodivergent people. We can't handle the loud noises, so I can relate to that. I actually, throwback, I bought, had a CD player my first year of middle school. And that was big. And then when, you know, as MP3 players picked up and I got my... You well, know, CD players for me were the end yeah. of elementary school, so... Yeah, yeah, you're a little younger when I than started, me. Right. Of course, when I started middle school... MP3s MP3 were players, big. Yeah, so. you were good there. But um, I would have to go... So, yeah, elementary school, I can I can relate to you. Pencil box, but I still love the new pair of shoes as a kid. Yeah, it just, I mean, I, I understand. Felt, but I felt like, good rolling in with a new pair of shoes, even if it was just some Walmart ones. Personally, as a kid, for me, I didn't like to wear shoes. I don't like to wear shoes now as yeah, an adult. our kids So it shoes that. were never my thing, and it's it, it was always flip-flops. Yeah. And my mom would put your fit because I wanted to wear my flip-flops in the winter, and <laughs> I could never do that. So she never let me do that, so she'd have to get me a comfortable pair of winter shoes, but they were always broken socks because I never wore tennis shoes. Yeah. I don't wear tennis shoes. I hate tennis shoes. I hate them. I hate them because I don't like my feet to sweat. It I is understand. gross. It is a gross feeling for me. Just... <laughs> hey, I mean... It's, like, it's wet socks. It's yeah. just wet socks stewing in your foot. Freaking shoes. Essentially, so. yeah. Well, we, that's where you got to get good socks, too. I, so. I was a clothes... Let me, let's just put it this way. I love getting new clothes. Oh, when school. I hit high school and yeah. I had a better figure. <laughs> I don't even care I about I loved my getting clothes. I didn't even care about my figure. I, I was... Especially my junior year. Oh, my gosh. I had the best pair of jeans my junior year. I was such a... I was such a girl. I was a... I was such a girl in that sense. I just enjoyed getting new clothes for school. Now, I will say... Um, MP3 player, CD player for middle school. Those are mm-hmm. those are detrimental years. A lot of development goes Favorite on. Favorite CD. Favorite. God, I couldn't tell you. I have too many. <laughs> I way too many. Um, right offhand. I remember I had a little blue um MP3 player. It was no more than an inch big, as yeah. far as I can remember. And it had the little bittiest, tiny little screen, and it had arrow buttons, right? So yep. that's how it worked, and it was a little clip. It was not. Let me let me put this out there. It was not an iPod Shuffle. It oh, was yeah, like no. a knockoff. No, no, no. That. Mine was so mine was actually um, it was a little heck. It couldn't have been more than five or six inches. Mm-hmm. And the part where you put the music onto it was actually like a detachable USB yeah, drive. Yeah, I pulled seen it out too. and you plugged it into the computer. My favorite one was an. I think it was an RCA. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, it was an RCA, and it was kind of oblong. Yep. And it had the buttons on the side. Yeah. I 
loved that thing. Yeah, mine wasn't like that, but mine had the like the flash drive storage, mm-hmm. but it had a little screen on it, and then it had the buttons on the top. I always wanted one of those, and yeah. I never got one. I got one with the screen on. I don't. I honestly didn't know what I'd bought when I bought it. I was just a dumb kid running around with birthday money and stuck it in a drawer for two years, and then MP3 players got big, and I had one really? and didn't realize it. So it worked out. Um, as I got to high school, though, music still was big for me. So, yeah, once you get to driving, though, you kind of forget about it. So, what? I mean, what about that? What about high school years? I mean, clothes? Well, high school for me, it was it was a weird time for me. So, I went back and forth to a lot of places in high school. So, for me, the most important purchase in high school would be... It's going back to that good backpack because honestly, I carried the same backpack for three years in high school. Big backpack supporter, heck yeah! I don't blame <laughs> I, I had the same backpack by the end of my junior year. Everything was falling out of the bottom of it. Hell, I got one of those Nike. You, I mean, you know what I had for my junior and senior year. I have Just one of those little drawstring bags, Nike which drawstring I had for bags. my senior year, yeah. but like. Mm. Yeah, I had one of those. I, I lived off that thing. I hated a backpack in school. And then I got a job where I needed to carry my laptop and stuff to school and got a laptop backpack, and I, like an actual legitimate backpack, and enjoyed that thing because I could carry so much stuff in it. It was so amazing. Um, But, yeah, so we're going to say what? Pencil box? Pencil box for elementary school because you got to have something to put MP3 all that stuff player. in. MP3 player because you got to have something to distract yourself. In middle school. In middle school. And then high school, you're going back to the good backpack. I'm going back to the good backpack. The back, the good because backpack. in high school, you're going to get hit with a shit ton of shit. So yeah, all your work. books are going to be heavy, and you're not going to put them in I your locker am. because you're going to be smart and not get a locker because yeah. there's no sense in that shit. And yeah, you yeah. don't have time for that in high school. Don't get a locker. Well, they gave us locker. Well, so my freshman year, we got a locker for free. Sophomore year, they made us pay for them. I did not have a locker throughout my them. entire high school. Did y'all have to pay for them? Yeah. Okay, so I can understand. I, I don't I, mind I, there was no need for if it. If it wasn't gave to me for free, I didn't use it. Right. Um, but I, I had no need for it. Now, in middle school, I, I shared, shared lockers. I shared a locker my um, junior and senior year. But I... <laughs> I wasn't supposed to, but I did. We weren't well, supposed to share lockers, obviously. But you did a lot of things in high school you weren't supposed to do. I shared did. my locker one time. I didn't... I, I think I got one in sixth and seventh grade, but I didn't get one in middle school. Middle school, it yeah. may have actually been my locker and somebody else was using. I'm not for dude, sure. It's dude. been that. It's been so long ago. I don't even remember. I but didn't. I do know I did not use a locker in high school. Yeah, I didn't use a locker at all. I got one assigned to me, but I never used it. Um, cause it just was, you don't have time. Yeah, you don't care. More or less, if you want to go to the bathroom or get a snack, if you have snack machines or, or if you're water, just a friendly person and yeah. you want to talk to your friend, talk, talk, talk to your friends. Friend. They're you not gonna. They're no. not gonna have a locker right next no, to you. Their locker's gonna be God knows where, depending so on the size of school. So if you want to talk and talk to your friends in high school, don't bother with the locker because you only get so much time in between. If I'm not mistaken, you only get like two minutes in between class. Nah, it's a little more than that now. I'm sure. I don't but, know. Well, we've been out of school for a few years now, babe. I've been out for 10 so true that just goes to tell you i'm sure things have changed a lot um but okay i mean i, I think that accomplished what i wanted to <laughs> um the next part obviously is where we get a little serious and we let katie take the lead we've got some interesting topics this week we've been dealing with some rebellious sleep and, and rebellion sleep regression and... yeah and um just what would you call it? i guess rebellion would be a good word for the lack of listening 
I would say so, but like it's just they don't listen, and no matter what we do, what do you say? Point, so, what do you say to those people? You say they don't listen, but what do you say to those people out there that are like, yeah, but they're kids. They're 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 gonna be seven. They are and, kids, but they should listen to an extent, especially when it comes to keeping their rooms clean. Okay. Um, because they refuse to do that. They leave oh. trash laying around and dishes laying around and things like that. So yeah. in this situation, I feel like cleaning up after themselves is something that they should listen to. I agree. They do it everywhere. They do it at school. They do it at grandparents' houses. They do it just about everywhere but at home. Now, is that to say that it's our fault? Maybe, you know, a little bit when they were younger, I did clean their rooms. But I'm a very impatient person. You know that. I, it was just easier then. I instead of. And I know I should have thought about the future, taking some patience and some time to teach my kids to clean up after themselves. But the when you were giving them here, baths in those apartments, did you was, go in there and throw their stuff in toy boxes while you did that? And then they came out of the bath to a clean room. It was so good. Little did yeah, I know that was going to Yeah, we're not living in apartments anymore. We have our own house. Yeah. And they don't do that for themselves anymore. It's yeah. like pulling teeth to get Christopher to take his cereal bowl to the sink in the mornings. Yeah. That's not to mention that he wakes you up at the butt crack of dawn. Yeah, well, he also goes to bed at a decent hour, though. True. And we we do have our kids on a really good sleep schedule when they actually adhere to it. Yeah. And the only one that doesn't really adhere to it is Elliot. And that's because if he takes a nap, he still sleeps. He doesn't sleep at night. So. Eh, there's a lot of parents out there, I'm sure. <clears throat> I'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from any more parents out there, though, about the sleep regret or the sleep problems and the. Rebellion, but rebellion is just been the biggest part. Attitude, to back talk. Attitude, oh my god. Back talk. Attitude. We can't, we can't tell, tell them anything without a no. The analogy I had with him today was, you think you're the big bad wolf in this story. But you're really just a little pig. You're really just one of those three little pigs. That has and to I'm learn. the big bad wolf. Yeah. If I have that to be. That has to teach you this lesson. Yeah, if I have to be the big bad wolf, I will. I don't want to blow your house down, but I will if I have to, little piglet. Exactly. That's that's the part of parenting, I guess, that's not fun. No, it's not. It's not fun to be the disciplinarian, and I hate doing it. It's just something that has to be done, or you're going to raise kids with poor no attitudes. morals. Yeah, piss-poor attitudes and, and no, no morals. morals. So. Yeah. I just, my big thing is I love it because you're going to have those parents that listen to this, too. And I, I, bet, I want you to, those parents to comment, too. You're going to be like, oh, it's, it's your parenting. Your parenting is the reasoning why. They are so rebellious. Okay, I'll take that into consideration. If you want to tell me it's my fault, I don't know that. I beat myself up for it. You know, you don't constantly. have to make us feel more yeah. guilty over things that we already feel guilty. You don't. About. Yeah, you don't have to tell me that we I screwed up. We are not happy with the <laughs> things that we have done. We understand that. Yeah, we don't want your criticism. We want your. I'm, we're looking for people with more or less that have been through it and had maybe even if they just suffered through it. If your advice is literally, it won't last forever. I will take that advice. Or if you have actual advice of like, hey, try this, hey, try this, hey, try this. But I also want everyone out there to know that we have tried, we have <laughs> tried tricks and bribes and we've tried candy rewards and, and yeah, we've tried the reward method, we've tried the punishment method. I mean, it's a joke. He thinks it's a joke. You t he gets upset if you take stuff from him, but after a while, once he gets over that upsetness, that general upsetness, you'll watch him. He's he just copes. He, he's perfectly fine with not having that TV yeah. or not having that, you know, his tablet time or not whatever it is that you took from him. Yeah. He, he figures out a way to not to be OK, not having it. And then the punishment's almost null and void, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because he just because he, 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 he figures out. A, also, he also figures out a way to get out of it. 
Yeah, that's true. He wiggles himself out of situations. He's a very, I don't understand how he does yeah, it. Yeah, our our oldest is a very smart child. He's I, I'm sure every parent says that. Look, but this kid, okay. he is in. Everyone out there says that their second child is their worst child. That is their daredevil child. Not for us. No. Elliot is our sweetheart. He is the most kind and caring, wait, wait, except wait. for when it comes to his brother. He is the most kind and caring kid. That's what, what I was going to say. He doesn't do dangerous things. Right, well, but the other one, yeah. if if Christopher ropes him into it, he's doing a dangerous thing. That's what but. I was going to say. <laughs> I think the word for Elliot you have there is Elliot is caring on the border of people pleasing like his father is, unfortunately. Yeah. He's a little to go with the flow and not do what he wants. And so I guess much. an unfortunate side effect of having my genes is the rebellious side of Christopher. So. Yeah, I'm a. I don't like conflict. If I don't have to have it, I mean, I know there's some situations conflict are inevitable. Um, but I feel like Elliot's like that too. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes depends on how hard he's. I don't pushed. know. You 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 touch that child wrong and he cries. Yeah, so. he's, <laughs> he's he's definitely a sensitive little boy. I think sensitive. Caring and borderline people pleaser right now at, you know, four going on five would be a good way to describe that little boy. But I just, I don't know what to say sometimes to him, to Christopher. He literally, and I'm sure every other, like again. I'm speechless every, most yeah. of the time. It's just like, you make me absolutely speechless because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond to some of the stuff he back talks me with sometimes to the point where like, and I know that gives him a win. He wins. It does. It, it, he wins just about every time any <laughs> it, it, any of us get an argument because with him. he gets his way. Because he, he wins. confuses you the entire freaking time. It's not only and you're that. like, what are we even talking about at this point? Right, and it's not just that. He'll take it a step further, and he's gonna, along with confusing you, he's gonna throw in some frustration. Right. He's gonna make sure you're not only confused, but you're frustrated too. And then you're just like, I, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Go away for a minute. My brain hurts. <laughs> And that's and that is what he does to you. He makes your brain hurt. He is he's a very almost seven years old, and he's, he is so intelligent. Yeah, he he really thinks about his actions. I think more than maybe we. Even oh no, he doesn't before. think about his actions until after he does them. He looks yeah, well, for um, what what do you, what do you an call excuse? that? Excuse? No, he doesn't look for an excuse. He does, and then looks for forgiveness. Forgiveness after. after. Yeah, he he finds it easier to um, ask for forgiveness. Than it's more of permission. an experiment for him. I'm gonna yeah. do this and see how mom and dad react. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess being the oldest, he he takes that upon himself to well, see what. I he guess can... in a way, it teaches his brothers what not to do. But yeah, he's our oldest. We you know we all we grew up with him, and he's still growing. We're still growing. I up think with that's him. the main thing we have to keep in mind is we did grow up with him. Or he grew up with us. Not only that, but we're st- every parent's. When you have kids, you learn something every year with those kids. Every day is a how to handle experience. a new situation. Every day yeah, is the new experience. exactly. And he's our first, so we're still. He's still learning with us, and we're learning him each Honey, and every day. We're on our third, and I'm yeah. still learning new things. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Parenting is a journey. Um, I I am on my third kid, and I'm still learning new things about that that baby. It's amazing. It's not only that; it's just the fact it dumbfounds me sometimes when you sit back and think about it. Um, how each kid handles each situation different. How I could discipline Christopher one way for the way he's acting, but I have to tone that down a little bit right. for his brother because his brother doesn't react well to that. Christopher right. is that upfront like. 
Here is the fucking wall. Excuse right. my language. We've cussed a good bit in this episode. This is an explicit, you know, podcast. But here's the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. I have to pretty much do that with him. Now, Elliot, I, I can I can tone it down sometimes. You, with I can, Elliot, it's more or less going through obstacles because if you if you go, yeah. well, here's the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. This is it. He's he's upset. Yeah, you can't and there's go, nothing you can do. To you can't go it. straight to the wall. You no, gotta go. you have to do these obstacles yeah. in order to keep Elliot from getting so upset with you. Yeah, and then you, once you get those obstacles completed, you get to the wall, and you still might get an upset Elliot. But I feel like, but that Elliot's easier to console than the one that's just straight to the wall. Straight upset. to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely. If you agree. automatically go into raising your voice with that kid. He's. Tears streaming down his face. He's, he wants nothing to do with you for the next hour. Yeah, it's, don't it's, talk to him. It's rough, man. It's parenting is a journey. I will say that. I'm um, just gonna say I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, teething. I don't necessarily say it's sleep regression at this point. It's but probably it more, so more or less teething. teething because he's teething pretty hard. So it's his rough. his gums are so sandpapery. I it's love, coming. I love 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 having babies. I hate it. He's so sweet. He's such a good baby. I know. I love having kids and I love being a parent. But it is a journey, man, mm-hmm. because you may love them one second and then the very next you're ready to just rip your hair out because you don't know how to please them or do what they need done or what they're even asking of you sometimes. So Here's something that we have not talked about on this show mm-hmm. was the, the communication um, development in Elliot. Um, so communication is a really big deal for me, obviously, this since we have turned our communication into a podcast. Yeah. Communication is something that I've always needed with my kids. So learning that communication was really hard to go from baby to coherent words. Yeah. So I do want to say that hearing... Elliot talk to me at this point in time versus where he was two years ago at this point in time? Absolutely. I'm not complaining. No, nobody, yeah, nobody would ever, I feel like nobody would ever question the fact of And we've not talked about this on the podcast. Elliot was it's, diagnosed developmentally delayed a couple of years ago and has made a full recovery from that. He yeah. right now has not been, or has been reported to me by, um, who he has been evaluated by, that he is very up to speed where he needs to be as the four-year-old starting pre-K. Yeah. So that to me is really easy. So I want to say that they can communicate with me. It's just they choose not to. And that's That's, when you start to upset. That's true. Yeah. When you can't, when you know they can communicate, but they're refusing to is when it gets a little upsetting. I can agree to that. So, and that's something that's really had to, and I know this is a, sore spot for you and your patience. Yeah, I don't have patience. But because of Elliot's de- developmental delay, I've had to learn a lot of patience. I had to be patient with the kid You're because phenomenal. I didn't know what else to do. You're phenomenal. I tell you that every day though. And I know But I lose my patience every day because the yeah. communication's just not there with them anymore. Or with either of them. He's to, that, that little dude has taught me a lot more patience than I had. I will say that. Um Christopher is not a he is like so. you, he, so he is not very patient either. So yeah. you both got each other's throats. Me and, and Christopher, Christopher are like two of a kind, essentially. And we share the same name, the same initials. We are pretty much identical, other than looks, because he looks like he was pulled out of your ass. Um, Don't they all, though? Yeah, well, we'll touch on that another time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, me and Christopher do butt heads more often than not. But like I've told you, and I've told other people, that other friends that are parents, 
you're going to make mistakes as a parent. I think the biggest thing is how you handle that mistake you made. And if you can be honest with your kids, I feel like, and go to them and be like, look, you know, dad, even if they are five and six, you know, seven years old. I earlier, and you apologize for the actions that you take. Yeah, you go to them, and if they don't accept that apology, that's okay, too. Because you know what? We are still learning as parents because we were not taught as children yep. to express our emotions correctly. Yep. So, and when we start having something happen, of course, what we want to do is react. We automatically are, Automatically, yeah. When that, when it, as a parent, you can't just go straight into react anymore. Right. Yeah, you so, can't. And that's that. hard. That's hard to relearn. That is so. very hard to relearn. I'm still trying to learn it. I will admit that every day. But well, what do you think, babe? I feel like we've, we've talked our talked our ears or our mouths off a little bit yeah i'm feeling pretty good i feel like we did talk a lot i feel like i had a lot more to say today but we did talk a little bit more about nascar or a little less about nascar today and a little more about something i am familiar with yeah we sped through the sports today but we won't always do that we've got football coming up and we've been watching the braves a little bit here lately so Mm -hmm. maybe we'll throw some more braves talk in the mixture but well i think everybody it's we're gonna sign off for tonight or yeah, anyway, for this episode. Um, sorry, I'm tired anyway. It's been a long couple of weeks since so, our last episode. Yeah, we'll we'll see you uh next episode, guys. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.